Salutations! And welcome to the 74th episode of the In the House podcast, the official podcast of Scouts' House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd. The official host. Uh, I wouldn't even go that. I'm just a host. I'm your host. Oh. I'm a host of the Little of the Scouts in the House <laughs> podcast, and I'm uh, I'm I'm completely pleased to be here this evening. I'm I'm fine with being here this evening. You know, it's more subdued than uh, than That's it frequently fair. is. It's That's been a fun. long day. It's been a long week. Yeah, we're coming up on the end of a long season, and uh, yeah. I'm just I'm pleased to be here tonight. Uh, we've got an awesome show for you. We are really excited. We're going to talk about uh, our ninth consecutive unbeaten game yeah. against Tampa Bay. We're going to be talking about uh, our upcoming two-game quick road trip uh, with Nashville yeah. on Saturday and I mean St. Louis, St. Louis, on, Louis Saturday on Saturday and Nashville on Tuesday. So quick turnaround on some games. Uh, and we have got an amazing guest tonight. We have, for the first time ever on the In the House podcast, we have got not just a striker. We've got the striker. The We've striker. got Luke Spencer in the house with us tonight. We're really thrilled yeah. he's going to be when here. When said the striker, he shook his head. <laughs> but but <laughs> when we introduce him, I'll introduce him with a great deal even more panache than Good. that. So, uh, but, but to do that, I'm going to need a partner. And I can think of no partner better than my partner, who tonight is coming to you live yeah. from a fantastic showing of Cirque du Soleil <laughs> in Perth, Australia. Yeah. Andy Frederick. Andy, yeah, welcome thank to the pod, buddy. You doing good? I'm good. Um, I didn't need to come to Perth. Yeah. To see Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, they tour, man. They tour a lot. I didn't know. <laughs> well, so I didn't know if the. I wanted to hear Cirque du Soleil a different accent, and it turns out they don't talk. They don't really talk. No. They don't talk during Cirque du Soleil. It's the same show. Yeah. But you could the have water in the like, toilets goes the other direction. So that's, that's entertaining. It. That's it. Yeah. Or when they drain it, if it's one of the wet epi- uh, one of the wet shows, like uh, O is all watery. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Bet, I bet it goes the other way there, too. Yeah. They're mad at me for talking in the middle of it. I'm sure. They'll be fine. And complaining. Uh, Andy, you uh, you got to watch the game this past weekend? I did. Okay. I did. I know that you had a wedding and you didn't get wedding. to be in attendance. This is like, what, six Games in the history of Lou City that you've had to miss for some. Uh, I counted. I think it's actually four. Fourth game, home game ever yeah. that you had to miss. I think it's four. That's that's still a pretty good record. You're doing well, uh, but you had to miss the game, which yeah. is a bummer. I forgive you. <laughs> that actually means a lot. <laughs> so uh, the wedding was good though. Mm-hmm. No problems. No, they got married. So efficiently, if like, you leave a wedding married, then yeah, mission accomplished. Understood. Right. So well done. He did. You'll like this. Um, he wore a kilt. I do like that. I do like that. I believe he, this is. It's a guy that I work with, and I believe he is first generation Scottish. Okay, I thought you might be about to say something like uh, first generation Canadian. And no, like that is not a reason to wear a kilt. No, no. But uh, he, yeah, he wore a he wore a kilt, and I asked him. Did you go full like? Did you go full under? Did you go kill? full under like? No, yeah. He was like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow, that's a bold move at your wedding. It's also like ninety something degrees, so I kind of don't blame mm. him. All right, so uh, so you got to you got to watch the game though, yes. uh, belatedly. Yeah. Um, let's bring our guest on. Let's uh, let's let's talk about this with a person who you know actually knows what he's talking about. Exactly, that's always <laughs> useful. Uh, and we'll we'll dive straight into it, but uh, seriously, this is exciting. We don't get a lot of goal scorers on no, the show. Yeah. We we mainly stick to the back line. We really do. We've had 
hell, we've had Tosh on twice. Yeah, uh, a lot of Pat McMahon, a lot, lot of Paco has been Paco, on multiple yeah. times. Um, I think the only real goal scorer that we've, I mean, pure goal scorer we've ever had on otherwise is uh, Antoine yeah, when he first up. got to town. Uh, but uh, this is the first time Here, actually our striker right in the same yeah. spot. Uh, which is at Odeon, by the way. Thank you to the Woo! fine folks at Odeon and Butchertown for hosting us. We appreciate it. The drinks are cold and delicious. Yeah. But come on, we've got Luke Spencer on the show. Yeah, Luke, thank you, man. Luke Spencer. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We'll start you with that then because it's the easiest thing. Uh, we always talk about nicknames on our episode, on our show. We really like to know uh, not just what you know you want to be called, but like yeah. what's something people have called you your whole life. You, your name is Luke. It lends itself so easily to just Luke. Yeah. Like it doesn't require yeah. much of a nickname. Have you ever had one? No, I, I, I <laughs> never never had a nickname. Um, people ask, you know, is your is your name Lucas? No, my name's. Just Luke. <laughs> really? Um, but every like full on Luke? Every teacher I've ever had, you know, gives it the whole Luke, I am your father thing. Oh and, sure. And you know, I'm like, oh that's you know, that's a new one. Never Original. heard that one. Original. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I occasionally still get it, but yeah. you know, nothing wrong with Luke. Do you, are you a Star Wars fan? Or did that ruin it for you? I am a Star Wars fan. Okay, well, well at, least that's that's good. at least you don't like yeah, despise yeah, Star yeah. Wars and right. you're just fighting people right. for it. Could, it, could be, it could be a lot worse. You know? <laughs> at least your name's not like Spock. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, exactly. That, that yeah. would be a little bit tougher. Do you like it? I've always been curious about this. Do you like it when, when like at the end of a game, you guys are doing your rounds and you hear everybody do the, the long loop? The do you like that? Like, is it just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. Um, just because, you know. Having the, having the fan support is, is yeah. honestly, it's amazing. Um, you know, we go to some of these environments and there's like five people in the stands yeah. and it's, it's just tough to play in. So then when you, you know, come home and you're playing in front of fans, you hear the noise. Yeah. Uh, it really does uh, change the game and add to the environment. It's, that's awesome. That's what we like to hear. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and especially because that's one that, yeah, it's sort of easy and obvious, but it, it's also, it provides a visceral joy when yeah, you get to right. do it. it. It resonates really well. You know what I mean? It like does. Just the sound itself resonates really well. So. And uh, so let's, let's, let's call an audible here and let's, let's talk to Luke about all, all manner of stuff before we even get into the last couple of games. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk Luke for a minute. Yeah. Give the people what they want. Yeah, no one cares about it. Um, Nobody wants this. <laughs> Everybody wants this. Everybody Nobody wants. wants to hear me talk no. about uh, how we're going to line up against Nashville. Like, nobody gives it's, a it's shit. It's really funny when you look at uh, the number of listens we have when we have players on versus, it's, like, when it's just Evan and I. It does it's very <laughs> weird. We go from seven, like, to 14 or 15. It's yeah. remarkable. Uh, now, it's... Luke, you... Uh, are a Cincinnati native, essentially? Yes. Now, I looked this up. Augsburg, you were born in Germany. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And how long did you live in Germany? Uh, about two weeks. Okay. So, okay. so, <laughs> so you picked okay. up the language really well. Exactly. So I'm fluent <laughs> in German. And, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, after two weeks, um, my dad found out he could come back. You know, he was stationed in, in Germany in the military. And then he had a chance, opportunity to come back, so he jumped on it. Okay. So was, uh, straight to Cincinnati, or were there stops along the way? Uh, straight to Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, that mm -hmm. one. Yeah. So I am uh, amongst my many uh, natives. I am native to Cincinnati myself. And uh, what uh, what made Cincinnati palatable to you? Um, 
I mean, I like the size of the city. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not too big. Yeah. It's not too small. Right. Um, it's it has an up and coming feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it's always growing. Um, you know, and so I, you know, I like that. You know, a lot of you go to a lot of cities and. Um, there's not too much that's that's changing. You know, a lot of cities have that we've uh, we've arrived type feeling. Sure, right, um, right. This is what we do and we do it well. We don't need to do anything new. Exactly. And that's and if their soccer team's garbage. <laughs> oh. Now, now, we're always going to end up there, right? Oh. There is no possible way not to end up there. Uh, Luke, you uh, started your, uh, your post-injury professional career with Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, how how do you apologize to our fan base for that transgression? Like, you're like, how, how bad do you, you feel know, about that now? All I can do is, is just plead you know, that, that they forgive me. That's all sure. I can do. I don't you know, I, 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 I could understand, you know, year one, if, you know, they were upset, you know, even year two, you know, but year three, I'm just really hoping they don't hold it. <laughs> this has got to be the year. You know, you know, this is the year. Let it go, please. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that nobody's mad at you. Uh, yeah, right. I, I think they're right. Uh, I, think yeah. that, I think that the, about two to ten seconds after the first backflip, I think everybody had <laughs> yeah, forgiven everybody's you. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, no he's, so he's a Louisville guy. Sick. We're good. That's, that's why I did it. <laughs> smart. That's smart. <laughs> Depend, uh, depending on how many laps uh, Coach O'Connor made you run mm-hmm. for it, I'll say that yeah, was a exactly. good choice. Exactly. Uh, Luke, you're you're a goal scorer. Like I mean, that's that's the striker mentality. That's the whole that's the whole thing. Why are you so good at tracking back? <laughs> because uh, that, right, that's the part that's uh, like goal scoring. You you can't be a professional soccer player for very long if you're a striker who doesn't score goals. So I mean, we'll we'll. we'll just concede that you score goals well because you do and great yeah when did you get it in your head that this is an important part of it because it's one of everybody that i ever talked to about your game it's one of everybody's favorite parts is that it's not just going forward it's that they truly trust that it's a striker who's willing to come back to the halfway line it's a striker who's willing to help with the press how do you commit yourself to that and when did you think I, I'm gonna have to score 40 if I don't track back. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's a good that's a good question. Um, but I would say when I first came to Louisville, um, the way that the team culture was kind of lended itself to that. You know, the goals. You look at that year in 2017. The the goals were always gonna come. Mm-hmm. Um, One from every player on the roster yeah, that year. Exactly. And so when you have a team like that where you know the goals are going to come, then it's about everybody else, you know, doing the work. So, you know, nobody really worried about uh, where the goals were going to come from, um, whether it was that year the, the strikers, uh, Cam, Illy, and I, um, whoever was starting, whoever was playing, nobody really worried about where the goals were going to come from. We just knew that they were going to come. It was about doing the other work. So focus on the defensive work, um, and, and you knew that the goals were going to come, and that – uh, kind of transition in the into the next year and with the culture that we have it's still um, one of those fundamental things that I think about um, you look at the final last year you know we win one to nothing you know and yeah. it's a lot how of we that, get that goal Andy? oh right I don't remember <laughs> I, don't, I can barely remember how we got that goal we'll right. get to that uh, well I mean <laughs> it, it, it kind of lends itself to that because my my focus going into the game was to, to put in the work defensively 
because everything else will come. You know, naturally yeah. as a striker, you, you want to attack, you want to score goals, but you know if your focus is is on what you you're not naturally good at, then you can just only raise your game. That's All awesome. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a great answer. I often wonder that about uh, about strikers because I mean you think about them historically and even like currently the great strikers. There are like a handful of them that you don't think of as as being well-rounded players, right. and then the true greats that you tend to think did the whole thing, and it's the sort of stuff that separates the the great goal scorers from the great soccer players, mm-hmm. and uh, I, and that's one of the things that I think our fan base so much appreciates, and what a lot of what brings out all the looking and <laughs> is uh, an appreciation not just for the goals but for uh, for the way you play the game, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm curious about the game-winning goal, championship-winning goal. Now, it's the USL, and we're extremely proud that we're a USL team and that we have a USL franchise in this town. We also aren't under illusions that it's the EPL or even in this country that it's the MLS. But when you're a kid playing soccer, aren't you thinking about winning championship, scoring championship goals? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) What – this is the broadest question I've ever asked on this show, but it's – I got – what does that feel like to score not just a goal? Yeah. I mean, scoring a goal, that feeling has got to be remarkable in a, on a Wednesday against, you know, freaking Swope. But uh, on a championship game yeah. with a legend playing on the field against yeah. you with uh, 20,000 fans, 10,000 fans just going absolutely ape over what's happening. Uh, and you know that everything you've worked for the entire year comes to fruition in one kick. What is that like? <laughs> Honestly, it, uh, I mean, it capped off a, a crazy year. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to think about that goal uh, and the way that it happened, you know, off a corner kick, I think four or five guys touched the ball before yeah, that it got was to me. One of the most nail-biting goals you know, I've ever just, seen. Just, you know, fighting for the ball, getting anything you can on it, and then, you know, the ball falls to me. I was fortunate enough to, to put it in the back of the net, but... Uh, immediately, I'm thinking about okay, we can't concede now. Yeah, you know, yeah. As a, While you're diving on the floor and being <laughs> mobbed by your teammates, right, right, it's like all right, right now we right. gotta play great you know, defense. We, we, we can't concede, um, and you know we were able to to hold on to it. Um, we win one nil, and it didn't set, settle in for a couple of days. You know, what the year was like, you know, uh, it didn't settle in. Um, you know, to think about. All the things that happened, uh, you know, I I had surgery. Uh, yeah, yeah. Six weeks know. were you out? Six right. weeks? Right. Yeah, it's right. brutal. You know, um, coach, you know, O'Connor leaves. Uh, just you know, hat comes in. All all the different things that went on. You were a coach for seven yeah. games. Did right. you right. did you enjoy? Because we we asked GD four about. We asked George about. It. Yeah. Um, and he seemed to enjoy coaching. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like, the circumstances are like, well, you know, we're doing the, like, we're making the best out of a weird situation. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Like, yeah, I did. Um, I enjoyed it because, you know, you always have those moments as a player where you're like, I wonder, you know, if I was in control. Yeah. You know? Right. If, if I, I was, was making the yeah, decision, yeah, yeah, we yeah. wouldn't have done you know? that. You know? And I think it was, it was short term to where, um, you know, it was the perfect amount of time. Yeah. You know, I think Hat came in at the perfect moment. Yeah. Um, and we were able to, to manage it for as long as we did. Um, so I, I did really enjoy it. Um, 
I think if it would have, you know, went longer, it would have mm-hmm. been more difficult. And, you know, maybe I would have felt a different way. But for the for the time period, mm-hmm. I did enjoy. So, after you scored that goal, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you knew this or not. So, well, I mean, I guess that's my question. Because I didn't know this after it happened. And Evan pointed out to me, did you know that a, <laughs> that a fan had run out onto the field and jumped on the pile on top of you? No. <laughs> you still didn't I know still that? I still didn't know that. <laughs> I was, I've oh. always been curious, like, which players knew that. Yeah. Because when you watch yeah. the replay... It pans in on your face, mm-hmm. and everybody like you were very happy. By yeah, the way, yeah, you, yeah. Were very, you were very <laughs> excited and very handsome. You look um, great. But when it pans away at the very top of the screen, you can see the shoes, the shoes, the shoes. and the bottom of jeans running off the field. Did you know that? No, that- no I, I, had, I had no idea. We know who the fan is who uh, ran out of the field, and uh, after the pod's over, we'll talk to you about uh, who it is. I, I'm pretty sure that the statute of limitations on him being banned are over. But, uh, I also think that most people probably know. I think most people do, but... Uh, uh, Just in case. I'm sure that Eric Belmonte... I'm sorry, I'm sure that... Uh, I'm sure that I mean, he regrets it uh, to this day. I love that. But, yeah, you'll cheering. have to go back and watch your... Uh, you watch your replay yeah. and uh, look for uh, your your fan jumping on the pile. So. But that's got to feel good, right? Like to have fans that are that like oh, crazy yeah. about it. Yeah, that that passionate. Uh, actually, also terrifying. When I, when I watched the replay, I, I watched Speedy. I think led the line of running across mm-hmm. the other team's bench. They ran across Phoenix bench and jumped on the pile as well. And I love to see that just because you know that's. Who we are? Yeah. A little, a little, uh, a little edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. but also just a lot of joy. Right. So, exactly. Uh, exactly. You get just that hint of uh, of uh, screw you, and also yeah. mostly, holy crap, this is awesome. Right. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I, I wasn't even gonna ask. I was curious about it, and I wasn't gonna ask. I'm glad you did. I, that's actually so. I'm notorious for not preparing for these. Um, <laughs> but today, I was like, I know exactly. Exactly <laughs> what I'm gonna ask because <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, I, I had no idea. All right, getting away a little bit from completely fun stuff, I'm gonna ask a tougher question, I guess. Oh, boo. I know. Um, your role has changed a ton in your time at Lou City basically three or four times every season. Uh, your first season, you come in and uh, you are sharing time with Illy and Cam. And you lead the team in scoring with double-digit digit goals, and it feels like, uh, and you guys win another championship, and uh, you're the general starter. You started the majority of the games in that season, and it feels like you're the 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 presumptive. This is our guy. This is our striker, and we went into 2018 thinking, right? We we know who our striker is, mm-hmm. and uh, almost immediately that season, Cam comes out and starts really putting pressure on uh, goal scoring records, especially. Uh, once you get hurt, mm-hmm. uh, he he takes the starting job and makes it his own and is scoring at a historic rate. And uh, Illy has been in that mix this whole time as somebody who probably deserves some starting minutes but also has a hard time with a couple of guys directly in front of him. Mm-hmm. He plays the 10 pretty well, and uh, so they find a, a nice space for him there last year. You have to coach for several games. And then you come into this season, and again, it's uh, it's sort of – there's there's injury there's there's turnover there's change at the top when you 
when you go into a game, when you go into a season, thinking, uh, is it important to know this is my role? Or is it just, hey, when my number's called, I want to get out there and score goals? Or, I mean, and, and is that simplifying it by me? Uh, like, I can't imagine if I showed up to work and somebody was like, hey, the thing you've been working on every day, all day, every day, we're going to have somebody else do that for the first half of the day. You come in and do it at the end of the game. I can't imagine how that would make me feel. Right. And that's, that's, that's part of what your world is right now. And how, how does that translate into practice and game day? Yeah, I mean... Something I learned very early on in, in playing professionally was that every year is different. Um, that was a saying that you know was thrown around from a lot of the the older veterans, um, and I didn't really understand it until you know I think last year, uh, because you look at the you look at the seasons that have gone on, and it's not it's you know very rarely does it go how it's supposed to um, for anybody. Sometimes you're in the, you know, you're in the lineup because you're supposed to be. Sometimes you're not. Um, when I look back at, you know, who uh, started in some very big games for us um, over the past years, sure. And then you look at, you compare that to the next year. It's changed completely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we're still there. And even yeah. guys on this with the that are still on the same roster. Right. Yeah. Right. We have guys that are uh, fighting hard to even get playing time this season. Who uh, you know were key cogs in a championship run last year. Exactly. Yeah. And vice versa, guys who couldn't get on the field last year. If you think about Pat McMahon, who yeah. this year has right. been a vital starter for us right. in this stretch, and had a hard time finding a start last year. Yeah. Uh, that's that's an excellent point. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's just. It's one of my favorite things about about playing here is that we have this inclusive culture um, that you know everybody everybody can and, and will contribute at, at some point. You know, you have something to give, you just have to give it. Um, and if you compare that around to, to teams in the league, I think that's one of our our biggest advantages. Were you? We asked Nile this, um, and I'd been curious to ask this of some of the other players. Were you surprised when Ailey left? Uh, not really. Um, you know, sometimes you just need a change just to see yeah. what a change will do for you. Mm -hmm. I think Ailey was in that in that situation. Um, you know, he had been here since the start, mm -hmm. um, and you know, j playing for for James, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, it's, no, right. it's, it's very, uh, it's difficult, yeah. you know, he pushes you mentally and physically and, you know, if you play for him for two and a half years, three years, um, you know, some people can say, yeah, there's a limit to that, you mm -hmm. know, I know, you know, Pep talks about being at different places for three, four years at a time because he's pushed the players enough, you know, yeah. um, so I don't know if Illy was feeling like that, but I can see if he was how... You know, it would make sense, and he, he needed a change. Um, you also don't know, you know, his family situation, and sure. whether they uh, you know, needed a change from, from that viewpoint. You've played against uh, Indy twice this season already. Um, they're a completely possible playoff opponent. But uh, let's transition a little bit towards uh, this week's games, this up, the upcoming games, because it's actually perfect. There are a number of players on St. Louis, who's the next opponent, who are former Lou City players. Yeah. 
Uh, some of them teammates of yours. I think Kadeem didn't overlap with you, did he? Right. And so, but uh, Guy and uh, and uh, <clears throat> Sean Reynolds both obviously did. Um, what's it like playing against a guy after you've spent, you know, uh, even one year playing next to him, practicing with him, encouraging him, busting their balls, and being able to say this is this is our team, and suddenly that guy's the enemy. What's it like playing against that guy? Yeah, I, I really don't. I really don't enjoy that part of the game. Okay. Um, just because I, you know, one of the special things about being in Louisville is how close everybody is in the locker room, how close everybody is in the team, um, and the relationships you know that are built. Um, you know, but then also you know the amount of growing that we do as as soccer players. Um, you know, there's a lot of helping each other out and a lot of growth that is that's done throughout the season. Um, so then, you know, you have that, and then you see players who have thrived in this environment go to mm -hmm. a different environment, and then you're playing against them. So I just, and that's the way the business is. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how it works. It's just, I don't enjoy that aspect of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I, I asked that specifically because in our most recent game, we played against uh, a teammate that we lost during the middle of the season in Lucky Kosana, who uh, obviously gets the goal. We'll talk about jerk. that right now. What a jerk. But uh, also because <laughs> I saw he was marking uh, Sean Tosh on a corner kick, mm -hmm. that Lou City, a Lou City corner kick. Yeah. And uh, Lucky had dropped back to Mark on the corner. And uh, they, had a, they had just a brief chuckle. Like on the field, I mean, it was it was a second and a half, and then it was back to okay, where am I going? Yeah, What's yeah. he doing? But it was a second and a half. I sometimes I, I remember looking at it and thinking, huh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. How hard it would be not to do it. They probably marked each other in in kickoffs, and yeah. corner kicks, and set pieces in practice every day for you know right. six months before right. he left. Yeah. It had to have, has to feel weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know those those moments are. They show that you know the relationship that's built is kind of is stronger than the sport, you know. Which, mm, yeah. So you like to see it, you know. Like you say, it's it's quick, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. subtle, yeah. But but it's there. Yeah. So those little hey bros. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk after the game. All right. Hopefully it goes our way. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about Tampa. We'll continue asking Luke questions about things that come up throughout the episode, but uh, we'll, we'll get into the meat of things here. And please, please, Luke, interject. Yeah. For the love of God, interject, so the way this, we don't know what we're talking about. The way this works is I generally uh, jabber uh, aimlessly, mm -hmm. and uh, Andy steers me back in a proper direction, or I ask Andy for, uh, uh, for an opinion about something. Yeah. Uh, but I jabber aimlessly. So when I'm doing that, just shut me down, and we're all good with that. Yep. And we encourage it. Uh, so Saturday, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, big game. They were at the time tied for first in the no. They were had just fallen behind uh, New York, who'd gotten a draw on Friday night. Uh, so they were tied for second in the mm -hmm. table at the time. Uh, big game. It was a chance yeah. to chance to make up some points in the table and uh, a win there. And you really feel like any place is possible. Yep. Uh, like, uh, yeah, you're probably still going to finish somewhere between fourth and seventh, but uh, that any place is still possible. And the game started about as well as it could. It was an interesting game. It was a well-played game. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah. Uh, I thought uh, a lot of back-and-forth action, uh, both teams possessing the ball, wanting to possess the ball, which is that's the key in the USL to me. Is uh, from a watchable game to an unwatchable game. Yeah. Is do both teams want the ball? 
<clears throat> because it's one thing watching Lou City or New York or uh, Tampa bash their head into a wall against Indy or Nashville or Pittsburgh for yeah. 90 minutes, and you just hope that one of them they find a way through and that it's not a one counter goal for the other team. It's not fun to watch. It's interesting, but not fun. Right. The games between those three teams, though, New York, Lou City, and Tampa, are always interesting because they both want the ball, they yeah. both go after the ball, they both want to create, they both want to score. And this was no exception. I thought it was end-to-end -end action. I thought both teams were playing well. I thought the central midfield was, uh, uh, was happening, mm -hmm. which is nice. Uh, Luke, you're watching both from a I'm going to come on in this game for sure mentality and also from a I was a coach of this team eight months ago. Uh, what are you seeing on the field in the first half before the first goal goes in? What are you thinking about going on there? Uh, I just I think that, you know, from the week before, so we started playing – we played a very good game against New York. Shit, yeah. you know? uh, <laughs> but you know you're going to get the pressure from New York. You're going to get the intensity that they bring. Um, and so, you know, you prepare yourself for that. And you know you have to, to match it and outdo it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, very early on in the Tampa game, when the intensity and the pressure isn't the same, uh, you kind of settle into the game versus bringing that same intensity. Okay. Uh, that same, you know... Uh, aggressive mentality for the game. Okay. Um, so I thought early on uh, we we weren't as intense, we weren't as aggressive, as aggressive um, from a mentality standpoint. Kind of saw it in our play a little bit. Um, but you know, saying that we were up two 0 obviously. Yeah. Uh, very very late. So this is one of the truly fun things about the, the In The House podcast. I apologize for my alarm going off for those of you who just heard it. Bush League. Uh, it was. Bush that's, League. that's amateur hour right there. <laughs> uh, but the, one of the fun things about the Lucidity uh, In The House podcast is uh, that we have a charity that we give to under certain circumstances. Um, we always predict who will score goals in games. Mm -hmm. That's part of what we do is try to guess who's going to get a goal uh, after we predict what the score will be. And Andy... For about 20 straight weeks last yeah. year, predicted that uh, the goal would be scored on uh, from Oscar to Paco. He predicted that <laughs> yep. Oscar would launch one in, Paco would put it home, and he predicted that week after week. And it became sort of a byword for us. And when we had Oscar on in the offseason, we asked him if he had a charity that he'd want to support mm -hmm. uh, and that we would support it with him for every goal that was scored on an uh, Shot on an assist from Oscar and yeah. a goal by Paco. And uh, we got a from Oscar yeah. to Paco goal to unload the scoring in the first half. Yeah. And it was the first one this year that you weren't present for. I know. For. I was very saddened by it because I was <laughs> at this wedding doing like, you know, you do the phone yeah. under the table like, where are we at? Right <laughs> and I saw the Paco Craig like as a list that I was like, oh my God. Probably. It had to have been Oscar. Oscar. Like it had to yeah, have been yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he texted me. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> you know, that's how it works. Though. It is. It was a. It was a. It was a really nice. Uh, it felt like very designed play. Uh, I thought Paco's run was oh, yeah. well timed. I thought Oscar's ball was uh, pinpoint perfect. A nice goal to open the scoring. That was a tough head ball to hit. Uh, you are are amongst other things known for your prowess in the air. Mm -hmm. uh, 
what does it feel like when you truly connect on a ball like that? When you know, I hit that right. Uh, I mean, if you do it right, you kind of, when you see the ball after you head the ball, it's in the back of the net. Okay. And so, you know, that's, that's the best feeling. When you head the ball, you get the technique right, and then you kind of see where the ball is, and it's already in the back of the net, so then you just go crazy. You know? Here, here's a stupid question. Keep in mind, I've never played soccer in my life. I might be the most unlike athletic person you've ever met. Like I just, I just like my body just doesn't do it. So I've never played soccer before. Right? How hard is it to aim on a header? Like how hard is it to aim from a corner like that? I mean, it depends on the ball, the, the ball that's coming in. Um, if it has less pace on it, then you you have to generate it. So you have okay. to run faster. You have to Put your neck into your it. Neck, yeah. neck harder. Um, now, if the ball's whipped in, coming hard, you just got to redirect it. And so, you know, as a as a striker, it's like whip that ball in here, so I don't have to do as much. You know? <laughs> I um, need you to do, do the work. Exactly, exactly. You do all the work, and you make me look good. You know. Um, so it just depends on the ball in, um, but you know, the, it's a. Uh, it's nice when it works out. Yeah, I would imagine. I can't, I, I truly can't imagine. It, it's well known on this pod that I play in an indoor league, and an indoor over 30 league is uh, is a pale facsimile of the game of soccer. It's not, <laughs> it, it vaguely resembles soccer. But uh, you'll see about six headers a game total in the league, and almost all of them are just sort of the balls in the air. I have to head it, or mm-hmm. I'm not. They're, you're not using it as a weapon very often. It's right. just all right. The ball's gonna hit my head. I tried to take one out of the air like four weeks ago because it was a ball played across, and I tried to head it forth. Not only did I miss, <laughs> but I missed badly. And the, I don't think people have a proper, people talk all the time about how uh, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. To take a round bat and hit a round ball yeah. and hit it square. That's the hardest thing, it's supposed to be the hardest thing to do in sports. Do you know how many things you have to coordinate to hit a ball with your head? Yeah. <laughs> because you gotta judge the speed of the ball, the angle of the ball, the direction of the ball, where the defenders are coming from, where you're trying to hit the ball, where your body is. Do I jump, do I not jump? Do I run forward, do I move my head, do I not move my head? And in my case, oh god, my my glass is about to break. Like that, you're, you're calculating so much. The idea that uh, players can, you know, intentionally head the ball effectively is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Well, especially like when they when you guys do like the the horde, like the dive, the dive toward the header. It's yeah. like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Please get up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's the the talk of all the concussions lately or what it is but it's it seems like a it's a a downward trend it's a bit of a dying art you know it's uh you see so many more set pieces that are designed to go to people's feet or to be played back out or to the top of the box or flicked on or guys trying to bike it or do these acrobatics with their feet you know rather than i feel like heading the ball is a bit uh old school you know you have some old school coaches who are saying Head the ball because they're headed, you know, run through it. But then at the same time, you know, you have these keepers who are coming out here trying to take off your head. So, yeah, that's one of those, one of those things. Keepers. And they're freaking giants, too. They really are. Yeah. <clears throat> it's coming from you. Shut up. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, 
So you go up one nil on a from Oscar to Paco, and congratulations to Paco School District. I'm sorry, to Oscar School District of California. We'll be receiving another twenty-five dollars from me, twenty-five dollars from Andy, and twenty-five dollars from Danny Cruz, who yeah. so generously matched. So we are uh, extremely excited. I think at this point that means that we'll be sending 225, 250 yeah. total dollars over to help the hot lunch program yeah. uh, in Oscar School District in California. Also, We're really excited. how adorable was it to see Paco run over to his dad? Because that's a picture on the site somewhere. I honestly didn't see that. Yeah, there's a picture of Paco where yeah. like he yeah. runs over because his dad was in town. Adorable. Yeah. Holy crap. I always, I always give Paco a hard time. Saying that he loves the fan attention too much, <laughs> <laughs> and so when I saw him up in the stands, uh, you know, I was like, "Oh gosh, here Paco goes again," you know. And then I saw his was his dad, and I felt bad. I felt like, <laughs> That's well, okay. now I feel like a yeah, jerk. Exactly. My so, wife saw them in Kroger. Yeah. Paco's just walking through the house of Kroger with his dad, and my wife's a big music person. Uh, and she had a, she came back home and she was like, I just had a really big fangirl moment. And she told me who she ran into. I was like, did you have the fangirl moment for Paco or for his dad? And she's like, I still don't know. That was, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the remarkable thing that uh, basically anywhere other than Louisville, Kentucky in the world that you go, that uh, Mikey and Paco Craig were to walk around. Mikey Craig is the very big deal, and Paco Craig is right, uh, right. his son. Yeah. And here, it's there's Paco Craig and his dad. Right? Yeah. Right. And uh, right. they they were both very sweet with their time. I know uh, that he was excited to get to see him this past uh, for for a reasonable amount of time. With both of their traveling schedules, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, great goal. Go up one nil. Everybody's super excited. Everybody's feeling good. Mm-hmm. You go into half. You come out of half, and uh, we're still 1-0. We're playing really well. You feel really good about things. Felt like we were controlling the tempo, controlling the pace. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they were they were getting some possession time but t- and taking the ball in, but it never felt like they were even close to penetrating anything. Yeah. Felt like, I thought, up until the 83rd minute, I thought maybe the best back line game we'd played of the year where I really thought, despite all of the pressure that uh, Tampa was trying to bring to bear, the, the back four and, uh, and Speedy also sort of in that sixth spot just looked comfortable and in control. And uh, yeah, it, it felt really brick wally there mm-hmm. for uh, basically from Paco's goal to Napo's goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, loved how that felt. Like I, I wasn't even nervous about giving up a goal or something. It just felt comfortable even when Tampa yeah. had the ball. Uh, Napo gets the goal, so we've got at that point. Freaking Napo on a tear right now, dude. It's it's getting ridiculous. (laughs) Like the guy goes the whole season without a goal, and now he's got four and three games. That's that's a pretty good run. Yeah, Uh, that's but that's what we were talking about earlier. You know, you don't know where they're going to come from or who they're going to come from, but they're going to come. Yeah, Um, Napo's the the best example of that right now. It's felt a little bit like uh, some of this might have come from Speedy feeling more and more comfortable in that six role, mm-hmm. which is not really his natural spot. Uh, obviously, you love having Paolo there. You love being able to slide Sean Tosh up into that spot when uh, when the when it's needed. But to get your your best eleven on the field at any given time, it feels like Speedy's always got to be on the field, and it's hard to move Magnus out of the ten right now, and it's hard to move. Napo for what he's been doing out of that uh, also pushed forward role. So that slides Speedy back into the six. And he's been doing such a great job back there. And it feels like game over game, he feels more and more comfortable in that spot. 
You don't see him creeping quite as far forward as he had. Uh, I, I really like the way Speedy's playing in that role right now. And that has, I feel, allowed Napo a little freedom going forward. And uh, I've, I've loved seeing <clears throat> Napo's just sort of confidence in the box. Yeah. When he gets up there, he just looks like, yeah, I'll probably score right now. Yeah, yeah. And then he has probably yeah. scored. A exactly. uh, lot of ball movement before that Napo goal, too. That had been, it was like a minute and a half of pounding on the door there before Napo gets the goal. Luke, uh, you come on at a similar time to that. Were you on the field at that point, or did you come on shortly after that? I was on. Uh, you were on the yeah. field at that point, and uh, what what are you feeling in the middle of the box when during that I, goal like that? I assisted that goal. I was I was teeing him. I was I was teeing him. I was teeing him up for that. I was hoping he was gonna be like. I love that you did that to him. I love that he did that to me. I love that he did that to me. And you say you do your research. Come on, no. Zero credit to the idea that I was allowing him to be like. Well, when I saw him break to the man. No, man. No credit. That was painful for me to say that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) We were 100% going to give you credit for the assist. I was trying to let you tee up. Painful. So you get the assist. In a moment like that where the ball's been in the 18 for what feels like an eternity and the ball hadn't quite gone in yet, uh, and it felt like between you and Brian and eventually Napo and everybody on the field, it felt like there were 18 opportunities to, to launch the ball, and uh, I think there had been one deflected shot prior to it. Uh, you lay the ball off, and are you furious with him for not shooting immediately? Like, when he took a touch, I was like, just shoot! Oh. <laughs> I, 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 we, we yell at fans in the stands who say, just shoot, 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 shoot. shoot, shoot. shoot it. It's like, I, feel I like... was standing behind the goal, yeah. and uh, when he didn't take it one time and shoot it, I was like, why didn't he <laughs> shoot? He pulls the ball back and puts it home. Yeah. What are you seeing on the field in that moment? Is it just chaos, or uh, what do you see? I mean, I Ombi takes the shot, um, gets deflected out to me. Um, you know, I first time it. First time it to to Napo, I hit it a little with a little pace on it, so it would have been a great finish if you hit it first time and scored it. Uh, As we expect, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. from but, everyone. Yeah, I mean, but on that turf, he was on the turf. You know, he took a touch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going up against a big center back, he's a, he's a quick, you know, smaller player. So took a touch and beat him with his first touch and on that turf it's hard to defend yeah um, i think uh, mccarthy came out and actually slipped on the turf and <laughs> napa just put it put it right past him so it was great composure um and the, the right decision yeah unlike my impulse so uh well done <laughs> napo uh well done luke uh get the second goal and everybody's feeling real good now mm-hmm. like it was a party time in the stands everybody's letting loose i mean you sh- the coopers were just Electric. Yeah, electric. Uh, and it only grows as uh, as Tampa has a man sent off for his second red card, uh, second yellow card. What was the, oh, it was for yellow card. Second yellow okay. card, yeah. Uh, and you go up a man, and listen, I don't want to talk about this right now. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go through it. And so we're going to keep this short and sweet. Annoyingly, extremely annoyingly, uh, up a man, uh, we have a hard time controlling the ball. Uh, couldn't get the ball back off of them. They make a nice play into the box. Oscar uh, leaves a leg out. It felt like it left a leg out. Uh, I, I like to blame the refs when I can. This one felt pretty legitimate. Yeah. 
they slot it home, even though, oh, Hubbard so freaking close. Oh, man. He gets a paw. He got a it. chunk of it, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 I, I, from my point on the other end of the field, I thought he had it. And, uh, brutal. Yeah. Uh, you give up the goal. And really, even then, it's the 85th-ish minute yeah. at that point, And you're feeling like, okay, you got five minutes and stoppage. We're going to – the defense has played so well. Mm-hmm. We're, we got this. We're up a man. And just we just couldn't keep the ball. Right. And it was super frustrating. I think that that – to me, if you if you do the social media bit, if you talk to the fans after the game, I think yeah. that the biggest frustration was not giving up a goal late. That happens. Right. <laughs> it's giving up a goal late up a man. Yep. yep. Uh, I, I'll ask a blanket question. What happened? Yeah, I think uh, you know we took our, our foot off the pedal. Uh, we go up two 0 We think this game's over. You know, it's done. We, we're going back with three points. Um, but, you know, that's not how the game works. Obviously, uh, you know, we get the pen, or we give up the pen. And, uh, you know, they get the first goal, so they get some hope. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't learn from it. We still try to overplay, which is probably one of our strengths, is to, yeah. that we try to play, sure. you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, time and score, and where we lose the ball, we lost it in some horrible spots. Um, but immediately after the game, I'm thinking back to last year, similar to Pitt at yeah. the end of the year. extremely. Very, very similar. I had a similar um, and you That know, turned you, out okay. Exactly. You, <laughs> as long as you learn the lessons and yeah. You, yeah. you apply them after that, uh, you know, it can help. And to, to learn those lessons and to, to tie, you know, that's not what you want, but, but you'll take it. It's better than, than losing the game. Um, so, you know, we just got to learn from it. Obviously, it hurts, you know, more than more than normal, but uh, we'll learn from it and move forward. Yeah. I don't know how the fan base in general feels about the idea that Lucky's the guy who scores the tie. Uh, he was a fan favorite. He was very popular uh, and uh, well appreciated in his time here. I think that uh, everybody was sad to see him go as much as we've loved having Antoine here, and he's provided a lot for this team, and I oh, think yeah. he will going forward. Uh, but it felt well received having Lucky come back. I think that it was still a gut punch to see him score on another badass header. Uh, it was great form, oh, yeah. great technique, going away from goal. I mean, it was a, that was brutally difficult. Uh, and I think Hubbard gets a hand on this one too. Can't quite, can't quite. Yeah. It was a game of uh, centimeters. Uh, bummer. I agree. I thought similarly about the Pittsburgh game, and I also really tried to think. This is nine straight unbeaten now. Yeah. And if before the game you had just offered me straight up handshake, you take a 2-2 tie against Tampa, I'd have probably been like, yeah, all right, you know, good yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. S- seems fair. And uh, it, it, so it's the way it happens that uh, is more annoying than any other aspect of it. But, I mean, a draw against a first place, a top flight caliber playoff team, you don't ever feel bad about that. And that means that over the year, we've gone dead square even thus far with the playoff teams that we yeah. have faced. I still think, but, you know, you walk away with a draw, but you walk away with a draw against a team like Tampa. It's still very much a statement game. You know what I mean? It's still very much a, no, for real, Yeah. you don't want to see us in the playoffs. Like, this is not, we're not the team you want to see. I think Tampa's probably walking away from that game thinking, man, thank God. Like, yeah. we, we, we got away with one there. And can't be thinking, let's play them again. So. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you draw against a team, you want that other team walking off feeling relieved instead of victorious in some way. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, you want them to feel like they squeaked by, which they did. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's tough. Uh, it's in terms of table talk, it sets us pretty firmly in sixth place right now. Yeah. Uh, some stuff would have to happen to change that. We do still have the game against Nashville, which could turn some tides depending on how Nashville does uh, this weekend. But uh, ultimately, it's right now sixth place pretty firmly. Uh, we'd have to go pretty bad to not keep sixth, and we'd have to go pretty awesome to get out of sixth at this point in the table. Mm -hmm. Luke, is that something you pay attention to throughout the year, or is that just sort of they tell you where to go play and you go play? No, that's actually it's news to me. Okay. <laughs> I, really? Uh, well, then I'm you sorry. Keep, so you don't keep track of the standings at all? I saw that, you know, as we kind of got into the season, through the, I don't know, little past the halfway point, okay, we were pretty firm in seventh, you know, mm. sixth, that area. Um, that was good enough, you know. Yeah. Um, the next, I think it's distracting. Um, I get that. You know, well, then I apologize uh, for bringing you No, up. no, it's just the, <laughs> the next, I, I could, you know, if I wasn't playing, oh my gosh, I'd be fixated on right. it for sure. I don't like but, to uh, talk about how much time I spend looking at it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, as a, as a player, you know, you try to simplify things and say, okay, next game, um, you know, we, we play at St. Louis and we can only control that, so let's go and take care of it. That is the perfect transition into talking about our game against St. Louis. So let's talk about it. All right. Saturday, 7 uh, p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll be playing against uh, St. Louis FC who I believe is currently in ninth place in the table. Uh, they are in that little group of 8, 9, 10, 11. I mean, I'm sorry, 9, 10, 11 who have been jostling around. That's been Birmingham, Charleston, and St. Louis, sort of three teams fighting for the two last spots. I think currently nine in the, in the standings. Is that Luke, right? cover your ears. Yeah, <laughs> nine. All right, so uh, St. Louis very much in the middle of a playoff fight just to get in. Uh, they had an amazing stretch of five weeks where they took out four playoff teams with wins. Just as an aside, yeah. Ottawa is beating Indy 11 right now. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's honestly not wonderful because Ottawa is the one team sort of – And Indy, and and Indy has a red, are playing on a red card too. Who got it? Watson. Okay. Good to know. All right. So, uh, but St. Louis went on a really nice run of form where they had five straight games where they got wins against four playoff teams, including beating New York, including beating, uh, they beat uh, Indy in there, I think it was. They had a number of really nice wins uh, and had been riding high, and that got them from sort of an 11th place doldrums back up into the playoff mix. They go on the nice run, and then they've had two sort of letdown games since the big win against New York. They uh, they drop to Memphis, mm -hmm. and Memphis has played all right lately. They are not yeah. like a patsy right now, but uh, they they not a game St. Louis probably went into after their great run of form, thinking Does this little is what they lose. Does Little Hacks see a lot of playing time? He's still playing. He's yeah. still playing when he's when he's healthy. He's out there. Is that weird to play against the coach's son? <laughs> uh, only when. Oscar makes him like he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so nice. It was that, the best. That makes that makes for an awkward conversation. <laughs> Good and, film session. Exactly. Welcome exactly. to the league. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, and so they get the they drop one nil to Memphis and then uh, they go on the they go home to play against uh, Atlanta United 2, who is obviously towards the bottom of the table, mm -hmm. and Atlanta gets a draw against them 1-1. So they went on this really nice run against good teams, and then they played two not-as-good teams in a row and didn't have the same kind of level of result. Uh, 
But this is a scary game, man. It's the King's Cup, so it's a rivalry yeah. game in the first place. St. Louis, it's the first time we've played since St. Louis's MLS bid was confirmed. So uh, now that we know that St. Louis has got one more, I think it's one more, it might be two years of USL, but uh, going up to play in MLS, it'll be one of our uh, last games against them over at their park while we're in the same league. Yeah, uh, it's They're playing for their playoff lives, and uh, we really need three or home field is just sort of out like it's uh this if you don't take three it's sort of out at this point um not to put any more pressure on luke but uh (laughs) so it's a big big game uh we talked earlier about the fact that you're going to have a number of uh players that we are used to seeing uh in loose city uniforms who will be playing in the opposing team's uniforms yep you got uh, Kadeem Dakers, who was a crowd favorite for his first couple of years before making the horrible mistake of going to Cincinnati. Uh, he, we have uh, you've got Guy Bend, who uh, I think played three years with Lou City, including being on the 2017 championship team with Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Sean Reynolds, who had been there for the first three years and uh, also played on that 17 championship team, uh, who was obviously one of the all-time crowd favorites here in uh, here in Louisville. Uh, still a big favorite of a lot of the fans. Yeah. And uh, it's it's cool. It's a big game. It's important for both teams to do well. It's coming right up on playoff time. You got a nine-game unbeaten streak on the line that I'm not saying it's reminiscent of last year. It feels a little bit like last year. Last you're going, year. you're getting hot at just the right time. Is that something you guys talk at all about? Or is that just, or is it, man, just keep your freaking head down and keep playing? Yeah, it's keep our... Keep our head down and, and, and keep playing. Um, well, then let me re-alter this question. Did you talk about it at all last year while it was happening? You're on a 10-game unbeaten streak to end the season and then win the playoff and then win the USL. Was there any talking about it then? Uh, no. What is what is talked about is how we play the first half of the season or like the first half of this season. Um, last season how we played in the middle of the season mm-hmm. those things are talked about because we know we're capable of so much more mm-hmm. you know and it always turns around at the end of the year and you're like is this psychological where's this coming from right you know, um, you know we know the playoffs are coming around so guys know they need to step it up you know they, yeah it's just you got to wonder where these things are coming from um so we try to talk about those things and, and figure it out uh, moving forward so we got four remaining games, and yep. two of them are going to be played in the span of three days. It's a, it's an enormous stretch. I don't want to spend too much time talking just about St. Louis or just about Nashville. We've already we've 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 gone forward in time here. Right. So we'll say uh, uh, we usually talk goalkeeper a little bit, and so I will mention uh, that uh, St. Louis has had almost exactly dead square even playing time between their two keepers throughout this year between Gomes and uh, Finn Lawson. Uh, Gomes is a Scouse's house all-time favorite who despises Andy and everything so and Andy stands for. so great. Because his, because his name is Gomez. Yes. And, it's a, and, uh, and we, we uh, from the very beginning, I think David O'Connell. David O'Connell started it. We just He started calling him Gomes. And so everybody in Scouse, because we're right there, yeah. so everybody calls him Gomes. He fucking hates it. Here's the thing. And it's just a constant get, barrage of You gums. get the keepers who understand. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? Yeah. You're their fans. You're doing your part. Right. You're the supporter section. And every now and then we get the keeper that turns around, like gives us a clap. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we say something exceptionally 
biting or clever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gomes, Loro, uh, do we call Laura? <laughs> they hate uh, us. Hate. They hate That's us. Right. It's yeah. so fun. I did not know that. No. Well, uh, it's a it's a good time. It's a good time. I, it is the one thing I truly hate about working for the team now is that I am one hundred percent not allowed to have oh, no. goalkeepers. Yeah. And so uh, that is the only thing I dislike about my job is uh, zero heckling going on. Who's the uh, the New Zealander uh, with the big beard and the? He was Toronto two, yeah. Toronto FC two last year. Yeah, uh, where, he is, where he is now or what his name was, but he he was not a fan. No, my my wife uh, when she wants to raise her voice, her voice is piercing. It, is. it will cut to the core of you. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I married her. Yeah. It will cut to the core of you, and she said something about his teeth, and this is the, one of the only times I've ever seen a keeper during play, yeah. during play, turn around. <laughs> it was like, uh, I hear tell, I was like, babe, you got him. Yeah. You're in his head now. Keep say, going. Say it again. Say yeah. It again. Keep going. You're in his head now. Keep two going. stuff. All two stuff. Uh, do you, when you're on the field, especially in a moment like a corner kick or a, a, maybe a, a quieter little moment, do you hear anything from the stands, or is it all pure dull roar to you? Um, I don't really hear anything. Okay. Um, I heard, I heard one comment. Um, I can't remember what game. I think it was against Nashville, early on in Nashville home game. Um, somebody in, in Scouts' house yelled, oh. said, he said, "Move your ass, Luke." Was like, <laughs> uh, it was like the only thing that sure. I heard. Like, I want you to know that yeah, wasn't me. Right. <laughs> you know? I just want to be clear. But it wasn't Andy. That was not me. I mean, it's. I remember it because it's like one of the only times that I heard nice. somebody say something. You know, Scouts' house will take I wonder who it was. I wonder who it was. We should put us trying to hold me accountable. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I uh, I went to the Charleston game this year. Uh, the away game at Charleston that sort of rained all day. It was sort of annoying and that dampered the crowd quite a bit. And uh, I, I noticed that there were two fans from Charleston who gave, who rode Oscar the entire game. They switched sides of the field at halftime when we switched sides. Do you hear that? <laughs> Do you know I mean? yeah, if somebody yeah. just decides, <laughs> I'm making them my pe- person today. Well, that, that actually goes back to last year. Oh, does it? Last year, those same guys were there. Really? Yeah, yeah. And Oscar, you know, they were heckling Oscar uh, from the start of the game. He ended up getting a, a red card in that game. Oh. Um, and so this year, when I came back, I was thinking, oh, no. Like, hopefully, don't. <laughs> the, Oscar doesn't let him affect, uh, doesn't let, let them him get, get to him. him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we didn't. No, came that was away, good, came that was away good with a, a win. Um, Another yeah. assist from Luke Spencer uh, <laughs> on, a, on a game winner. Yeah, so. I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna find those two guys next <laughs> but, but, season. But you're going to Charleston. 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 I'm gonna find those two guys. <laughs> the, the tempting thing to do would be, you know, for Oscar to walk up to them after the game, you know, and yeah. say, "Hey, thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming," you know, yeah. but. Appreciate you. Yeah, he was classy and obviously didn't do that. He, he should have signed really the ball is. and given it to. Him. <laughs> as 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 a person who is there as a fan, but is also a team employee, I continuously wanted to go. My wife was the whole time was like, "Don't." There's nothing good that comes yeah. from you going over there. I was like, "Okay, fine, <laughs> fine, fine." 
right, so I was curious about that, a little heckling aside. We'll say, all right, what do you got? Let's just jump straight into it. What do you have for the St. Louis game? Score prediction, Andy Frederick. How you feeling? (laughs) (laughs) You feeling strong? How you feeling, Luke? I feel good. You feel good? Before I make this prediction, I want to say this. One of my personal, I don't speak for anybody else, one of, my, one of my personal favorite things about watching you play is how physically imposing you are when you come on in like the 65th, 70th yeah. minute yeah. when the other team is just gassed and you come on and you kind of manhandle them. I yeah. mean, there's no like, there's no getting around it. Like I've, <laughs> I've seen you basically push a line of dudes out of the way. Niles, uh, Niles, Niles, yeah. When you watch that, you can see you like, you put your entire body into that line and all four of those dudes just like, "Ah." I hate that you you keep bringing stuff up that are are distracting me from the thing that we're doing. But it was one of This is going somewhere. It was one of the best things of the year. We talked about it for 10 minutes on the episode after uh, Niles' goal because there was so much love given to Niles' strikes. It was incredible. Yeah. And we talked about it on this show that it was a three-man line. I'm standing behind the goal when it happened, so I've got a perfect view of it. And uh, you go and stand next into the line and you start sort of leaning on them. And the referee comes over and tells you to stop. That's the part that I like the best about this, (laughs) is that the referee came over and was like, and I remember seeing him go, hey, stop it. And then you take a step away. And the minute the referee turns back, he started, he moves back into the line. And then you turn your back and just lean on the entire line. So he told me about it. He's like, watch the replay. Like, watch Luke. Like, yeah, they're not, watch Luke. And sure enough, like you just muscle. <laughs> you gotta like, see it all. You damn, gotta bro. See it all. And wow. Niles' goal was such a great goal, but that uh, it was low enough that if the wall is there, it might have been in trouble. And there was no wall there, and it wasn't you and two dudes. It was you leaning on three <laughs> yeah. guys. That's as gushy as we get, by the way. That's it. In terms of, uh, in terms of excitement. That's about it. it. You don't have to be uncomfortable anymore, Luke. We like, talked that's about it. that. God, <laughs> we, we talked about that play for an excessive amount of time. That's funny. Um, Who you got? All right. This is what I got. I've got the Oscar and Paco. All right. Well, what's the score first, man? What's the score? 3-1. 3-1. I like it. I'm assuming you mean good guys. Good guys. Okay. 3-1 good guys. Uh, I got an Oscar and Paco. Okay. It's a legit Oscar. That's not just like an Andy says Oscar to Paco. That's a legit you Oscar. You truly I believe we're going to get it. You think Oscar that they've Paco. got a connection right now? Yeah. I think they've hit a sweet spot. Um, I've got a hope and hope. Okay. Antoine on the board. I like him. I like the way he plays. Uh, he keeps up with Ombi, which is saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure and I got something from our guy Luke. Oh well, sure I do. So Luke's but, gonna put uh, one. Are you out. just saying that one? <laughs> no, no, that's why I'm asking. How, that's why I asked how you felt. Like you feeling strong? You're gonna come in. No, like you're gonna that. push like ten that. dudes out of your way like and that. score. I'm due. I'm due. I like that. Well, uh, we don't ever ask. I, I, we don't ever ask about this uh, because it's not fair to you guys. But uh, it's. Uh, uh, we know that Pat McMahon uh, came out of the game injured in the last games. I, I have not personally heard. If I have, I usually will share it. But uh, I have not personally heard if he's uh, back to full fitness. That would be the only likely lineup question that I would have. Yeah. Uh, other than that, you'd expect him to be rolling with the 11 that we uh, have been bringing. Mm-hmm. So uh, if he can't go, you expect Sean to get the – Frano to get the start yep. on the left and you move – I mean the right and get you move Oscar back to the left. 
otherwise, I expect the same 11 and a similar substitution pattern. I got a 2-0 victory. I think we get the shutout. Uh, I'm an Can you make predictions? I'm an employee there of the it is. team. If I was on the way. <laughs> I'm an employee of the team. Uh, all opinions are my own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Louisville City Football Club, any of our partners or affiliates, or the front office in general. Uh, but I've got a 2-0 victory. I think we get a shutout. I think the defense takes it personally that we sort of let it go the last seven minutes yeah. uh, after playing such a great game. And so I think that uh, the defense really steps up and uh, shuts some shuts some shit down in this right. game. And uh, I, in the last game, I predicted Ombi uh, to, to get himself on the board. Uh, felt like he could have on a number of chances. Uh, didn't finish well. Got a lot of nice opportunities, nice looks. Didn't finish well. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to re-up on Brian Ownby yep. to be a goal scorer in this game. I don't predict all of the goals. I just sort of I give a scorer. I, I got Brian Ownby with a goal scorer. I think, uh, I think uh, Luke Spencer is uh, adequate. <laughs> you can hit him if you want. You really like, you're can. allowed to do that. You really can. <laughs> Frankly, the front office wouldn't even care. Um, so, no, it's a, it should be a lot of fun game. I'm going. Are you going, Andy? I have another wedding. I know you do. I actually was invited to that wedding. I know. And uh, I unfortunately am working as the liaison yeah. support as the supporter group liaison, so I will be at this game. I will be doing the the under the table sure. phone check yeah. though. So yeah, this wedding I feel bad I about missing. Pasco, or Paco and Oscar last game. So yeah, I, yeah, I know. Also, the other game we got it from Oscar to Paco was the game Andy did the coin toss. The yeah, Nashville, I did the toss. coin toss. Yeah. Uh, so I've got uh, I got Ownby on the board in this game. I think. Uh, Probably a long week of uh, finishing practice. So, uh, let's jump very, very, very quickly to Nashville and say uh, there's almost no turnaround time. You guys don't even get to come home. You're going to St. Louis, and then you're turning right around and going to Nashville. Uh, big, 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 big game. Uh, they're not going to stop being big, big games until we're locked in at a position, uh, and the, that's it. Uh, yeah. Nashville... Obviously very good. They play tremendous defense. Uh, Rios is a, ter- is a terrifying goal scorer when he's on form. I've heard of this Lancaster guy who's supposed to be able to score if you give him space and time. Um, it, it's a really good team. Uh, Nashville belongs in the picture of the conversation of who can come out of the East. It's yeah. just a freaking murderer's row in the East right now where everybody can beat everybody, and it's horrifying. Uh, with that being said... I think it was a nil-nil draw the first... No, we beat them 2-1. It was a nil-nil draw against St. Louis the first time we played them. We got a 2-1 win at home against against Nashville. Cam came out early. Rio scored on a really nice nice goal. Uh, And then uh, we ended up coming back on them and getting the win. That was a fun game. Mm -hmm. I expect this one to not be as fun. I expect this one to be gripping it tight kind of game. Yeah. Uh, everybody's come off short rest for this game, so everybody's going to be tired. It's going to be a sloppy game is my hunch. They like it to be sloppy in Nashville. They like to not give up, not surrender in uh, Nashville. I'll be at that one also. Um, I have got a 1-1 draw in the Nashville game. Really? I do. I've got a 1-1 draw in the Nashville game, and uh, I've got our, uh, our man Luke Spencer scoring that goal. Okay. What are you thinking, Andy? One nothing. One nil? Yeah. Okay. Us? Us. 
Let me ask you this. Have you ever predicted a loss on the pod before? No. Okay. No. Good deal. Here's the, this is the astonishing thing though, is there have not. Because I believe, Evan. But I mean, try to think, try to think, other than when we played Cincinnati in the second game last year, how many non-Open Cup games would we have not been a Vegas favorite in? There haven't been very many. Yeah. Basically, if they were, if people were betting on Lou City, you basically would always be betting on Lou City if you were picking yeah. the favorite. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't feel like you're making mistakes. I've only ever picked us to lose once, and I was right. It was the one nothing loss to Cincinnati last year uh, that springboarded us towards our eventual championship, which I also predicted. Yeah. So. Uh, I've got a 1-1 draw. You've got a 1-0 one no, one nil win. What do you have in terms of scorers? I don't know. Okay. I, I say that because I want to see how we do at St. Louis. First. I don't blame you for that. I want to see how we do at St. Louis first. That's reasonable. Two more big games, two more playoff teams, two huge road contests, which might sort of set the tone for what we're going to look like on the road in the playoffs if we end up having to go on the road. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's looking likely that that will be the case. And uh, our road performances have been uneven this year, I think is the appropriate term. Uh, there have been games where we played where we played lights out and looked really good and sharp, and there have been games where we went and laid an egg. Yeah. Uh, Loudon being the most obvious example of egg laying, but Swope being another one where it was a real tough game to take a loss. So uh, hopefully we play more like we played in Charleston. Uh, and uh, this is, and frankly, the way we played in Tampa the first time we played Tampa this year, which was, I thought, maybe our best road performance of the year where we maybe deserved a win. Same thing in Indy we're on the road there. Looked yep. like we probably deserved a win. Those are good games. I hope we play like that. Uh, Andy, do you have any purple stuff? Have you ever played... <laughs> <laughs> um, foot golf. I have. Luke, you ever played foot golf? Never. Uh, not official foot golf, but like around the field, you know, training. Right. Yeah. Who David. Yeah. O'Connell, vice president of Scouse's house. Yeah. Is putting together a foot golf something. Okay. With the black sheep. The black sheep are putting it together and David is yeah, assisting and David's in doing it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, that's very exciting. I think it'll be a lot That's of fun. That's it. I don't even know. Go on scousershouse.com. Go yeah. on the fa- follow Scouse's House on Facebook. Follow the Black Sheep on Facebook. You'll be able to find all the information about this tournament. I don't have that information on the top of my head. So. That's it. But it's exciting and it should be a lot of fun. We tried to organize one of those with the players for mm-hmm. this year uh, and couldn't get a course rented appropriately. It was annoying. Right. It was annoying. Instead, we went bowling. But uh, let's see here. Scouse's house on tour, going to St. Louis. Yes. There are still spaces remaining. Yeah. It's a big moment. Get a hold get, of Scouse. Get a hold of Scouse or Dave Thomas if you want to go to the game. We'll be. I'll be at the game. Give me a shout. We'll go get a beer before, before, after. The tailgate at St. At St. Louis is my favorite road tailgate. It's not my favorite road environment once you get in the stadium. It's a good one, but it's not my favorite. But uh, the tailgate, the road tailgate, St. Louis is awesome. So get out there to it. It'll be a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, anything else? Mm-mm. Okay, well, then I'll say uh, in terms of uh, the Coopers wanted me to announce, hey, go on their Facebook and Twitter pages. Their Halloween party coming right up. Make sure you get to Saints for the Halloween party. When is it? I'm pretty sure it's like the 25th. I don't really have the date. You'll have to look okay. it up. Because I have 
a banger of a costume idea. Okay. A banger. <laughs> what do you got? Why would I tell you? Because I want to know. Why would I say it? Okay, fine. Just yeah. keep us in suspense. I will. Uh, I'll Luke, tell you. Are you a Halloween guy? Not really. Okay. Good what talk. is your favorite holiday? What holiday do you like? Christmas, of course. My there man. it is. Easy. My man. Straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it doesn't get fancy with a holiday. Just no. stick with it. I like. My it. wife goes nuts for Halloween. She does. All right. Completely and utterly ridiculous. We go to Caulfield's every single year, and we're the people who buy the weird, like, moving <laughs> animatronic. I'm serious. Like, he's not um, kidding. I always wonder who who does that. That's it's us. Them. That's us. It's us. They have more Halloween decorations in storage than they do in, like anything else in storage. Like, yeah. That's their storage. It's a it's a hell of a Halloween party that oh, you guys throw. It's a great party, yeah. All right, uh, moving on from that. So get to the Cooper's Halloween party. It's a lot of fun at yep. Saints. Um, other bits of news and notes. Uh, Brian Ownby still up for beard. Get on there and vote for him for He's best beard in the U.S. Second He's right now. Sitting in second. Uh, Carbone, Cardone. In the Western Conference. In some Western. There's some fake player. And you know what? So I looked at it today. And it kind of made me mad that somebody in the Western Conference was wasn't first. It was like, no one cares about you, Western Conference. It's not that interesting. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's all. That's that's the news. Go on and vote for our boy Brian Ownby, because if you don't fear the beard, I can't help you. Um, I know I have another. Oh, the grass just got rolled out. Everybody, God. if you didn't pay attention to that, the grass rollout happened. Luke, you were there. Uh it's pretty nice looking grass. Even before it looks nice, it already looks nice. Yeah. Have you stepped on it? No, we weren't allowed to. They were very clear we were not supposed yeah. to step on the grass. I'm going to sneak out there. <laughs> I'm going to sneak out there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, I, we, we try to ask, what's the new stadium mean to you? Uh, I mean, it's incredible. Um, you know, the past two years, you've heard, you've heard mumblings and you know, whispers of stadium, 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 and then the, the talk has grown gradually, and, and then, you know, to actually be driving past it every day and, and seeing the structure there. Um, and then you have the, the grass rollout, and that's when it really settled in with yeah. me, like, oh, wow, like, you're know, playing on this. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's, in, that's incredible, and you, you see some of those suites and whatnot. You just kind of picture the atmosphere that's going to take place there. Um, we have a hell of an atmosphere in Slugger. Yeah. You know? So you, uh, you know, you can only imagine what's, what's going to take place there. I'm going to ask you a question that you're perfectly welcome to just tell me to f off about, and uh, there'll be no hard feelings uh, because there's no requirement for you to talk about it. We don't know contract situations for the players. We don't try to. Are you on a two-year right now? Are you signed through next year, or are you a free agent at the end of the year? I'm a free agent at the end of the year. Okay, well, I'll tell you right now that I know Scouse's house really hopes that you'll be back in uh, Loose City. I know that uh, I personally hope that you'll be back in Loose yeah. City and uh, that uh, you've been an unbelievable uh, part of this team. And it's hard to think of Luke Spencer without thinking of championships. You I'll got here. You, I'll give you some booze to sweeten the deal, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you do that. <laughs> Uh, it's it's exciting that uh, you've been here for uh, two and two plus years, and we've never failed to win a championship since you've arrived. Yeah. Uh, you've obviously been one of the vice captains on this team. You've been one of the uh, you've been one of the head coaches of this team. Uh, it's been just such a blast getting to watch you score goals for this team, win championships with us. Uh, huge fans, obviously, of you as a uh, player, but also now after tonight, I think safe yeah. to say as a person. Uh, 
man, it's it's thank exciting you. stuff. It is exciting stuff. Thank you, thank you for having me. Appreciate Luke, it. Appreciate we wish it you the absolute best for the rest of this season and uh, for the rest of uh, your career and life, wherever it may take you. Congratulations, by the way, on getting married. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. I thought it was a little late, that. but I what you. were you thinking? <laughs> Terrible decision making. No, it's I'm kidding. I'm sure she's lovely. It's mostly great. I'll tell you, marriage is mostly great. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's exciting times yeah. uh, to be a City fan, and uh, Luke Spencer has been an enormous part of that over the last two years. Uh, humbled that you came on the podcast. Yeah, and we awesome. uh, we only ever end our podcast by saying one thing, and it's two words, and it's very simple, and it is Go, Go City. City.